Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast. We're here along with other experts and real people with real stories to help you navigate life after separation. Whether you're newly separated or divorced and co-parenting, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. Hey guys, I'm Ashley Wood and I'm here with my co-host Jennifer Sanders. Welcome back to another episode of Split. Today we're going to be talking about vacation time. Yes. Um, But before we get into that, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready for some vacation time. Oh my god, I know. Yeah, another COVID summer. (laughs) Yes, we're in the throes of COVID right now. So I feel like every time I ask people how are you, like in meetings, everyone's response is just like, eh, it's like, <laughs> we're, we're hanging in there. Yeah, 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 it's like, not great, not terrible, doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's making it work. <laughs> we uh, just found out that schools were not going back, so that's uh, where we are today, so parents are trying to deal with that. I heard something uh, yesterday, actually, that they were potentially going to do graduation ceremonies. I heard that too. Like, which didn't make a lot of sense. No, none of none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. I feel like we just roll with it now, right? Yeah. Like, okay, new announcement. All right. Yeah. yeah. I will say, yeah, pandemic life has probably made co-parenting life a bit easier because, like you said, you end up really just having a with the punches. That's true. Yeah. It, it makes like acceptance of having to just deal with like everything changing and you know, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Everything everyone's got like the agreements are different during COVID than what they would typically be. Nothing's yeah. typical. So, yeah. Yeah. So, this week on Instagram, I talked a little bit about uh the fact that my former partner and I are trying to figure out our vacation time sharing schedule for the summer. Mm-hmm. And um Paige is going to be with him for like five consecutive days and I was just feeling a little like yeah. Wah, wah. I knew this is coming. I've known this for a long time, okay. but still now that it's kind of coming um, to be an actual event that yeah. is a real event that is going to happen. Yeah. Um, feeling a little bit nervous about it. So I thought what well, we thought would be yep. a great topic to discuss because my DMs were flooded with, um, you know, you do an episode on this or this is my problem. I've got this issue, whatever. So here we are. Yeah, vacations are a hot topic, and I feel like people don't realize it until it's upon them, at least like new co-parents, right? They think a lot of times when I come to this part in the agreement, they think, yeah, we'll just figure that out. But they don't kind of realize how much is involved with that. There's a lot of moving parts with deciding things about vacations. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like you said, there's all these moving parts, and then there's the emotional side of it too. Yes. So yeah, we're going to talk about that, um, typical issues that people experience and how to manage those issues. Yeah. I hope we've got some pretty practical solutions. So Mm -hmm. things rather, if it's, um, the way that you can speak to your co-parent about it, or even things that can go into an agreement or just a verbal agreement between the two of you, uh, ways you kind of head off that conflict before it comes or Mm -hmm. wade through it, um, appropriately when it comes. So yeah, do you want to kind of dive right in? Like what are some, I mean, you talked about some of the typical issue, like a typical issue is maybe facing that first time you're going to be away from your child. Yeah. Yeah. So how old is Paige? She's two and a half. I I lose track of the months. 
She's some. Oh, she's yeah. she's gonna be three in October. <laughs> I never okay, did the mind that. I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After eighteen months, I was just like almost two. I don't know, slightly over two. Yeah, she'll yeah. be three in October. Okay. Yeah, that's little. Yeah, so that's a big thing, especially if it's you know new separation, thinking yeah. about being away from your kids, and also that loss of control that maybe you know, mom and dad were taking kids up to the cottage or something. And now, yeah. you know, mom thinking about dad having the kids all alone on the water, on the boat, yeah. uh, or vice versa, you know, now mom's trying to maneuver camping or whatever. Um, it just looks a lot different. Yeah. So it's hard sometimes for people to um, lose that control. And then I think the biggest is often just the scheduling. Mm-hmm. So just figuring out work schedules. If you have multiple kids, um, how to camps and extracurriculars and school time and all that stuff. Um, so those are common disagreements that I have and mm-hmm. people just don't really have the tools I think, or just are unsure what the choices are. Yeah. Um, yeah. so they either battle or sometimes, which often happens with holidays, they think that the fairest way would just be to like alternate. So, okay, fine. This year you take them to the cottage and I'll miss out. And that's not always necessary, but there's ways we can figure it out so that everyone's happy. Yeah, I mean, even with long weekends, the idea of alternating every long weekend, well, but if you have the type of schedule like I do, where her dad has her every other weekend, that can totally mm-hmm. screw with our whole system. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's really important, like we kind of said at the beginning, to map things out as early as possible. Yeah. Um, and put pen to paper and really think this through and not just try to fly by the seat of your pants because that will typically end in conflict. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that ahead of time are sort of two layers. So you can address at any time. So if you're doing your parenting plan or at any time you're able to have a discussion with your co-parent about maybe, yeah, certain holidays during, you know, there's um, Canada Day and civic holiday and stuff. Mm-hmm. Certain holidays or certain family events birthdays maybe you know one family has a cottage event or something every single year so you could talk about those at any time in advance and that's done but then also having a set time so for a lot of people it's may 1st or june 1st usually depending on work schedules right when people are going to get their work schedules and then you will either sit down with each other or you'll have a call, email. This is going to depend on your level of <laughs> conflict, yeah. being able to have discussions with each other yeah. and and figure out what it's going to be. Because mm-hmm. I think the real problem is then is not doing it ahead of time and just trying to do it by the seat of your pants and going back and forth. And then you're not able to kind of map it all out and yeah. make it fair. And I mean, like, I know you're a mediator so you would be all for this but as a coach mediation mediation like especially if this is your going to be your first summer yeah um you know because you can have two separate agreements right like you can have you know your regular time um, parenting plan and then your parenting plan for vacations like you can be a whole separate yeah right yeah typically we would absolutely so you would have your regular parenting schedule would Mm -hmm. be during the week weekdays yeah what do we roll with um from one week to the next and then in your agreement typically would specify for a vacation it kind of goes on pause and then this is our vacation schedule or this is our summer schedule so Mm -hmm. you could have a different yeah depending for some people the summer is not that different things just kind of roll the same and then they have a few weeks of vacation, but right. some people the summer is a whole other ball game, right? Well, if you're a teacher yeah. or have a job like that where, yeah, you've got all this time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. And then how old your kids are too, right. right? Like for me, you know, our daughter's still in daycare. So 
things just carry on as yeah. usual. She's got a couple of weeks where her daycare providers actually block time off, which does end up working out well for us because right. then we just divide those weeks for coverage. Right. But yeah, if your kids are in school, you've got then all of a sudden they're home, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So it needs to be it needs to be mapped out. So yeah, I think ahead of time would be one of the key things. And then right with mediation or just if you're able to talk about it, take kind of a step back and look at what would be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Some of the things that would come up, I think, that are important to take in consideration would be that that is your child's time so you want to look at you know we mentioned that if there's family events that are typically happening or they always go to you know grandma's house for the civic holiday or something you want them to still be able to do that and Mm -hmm. so i would typically look at a plan and look at those things first yeah um and what are the things to the benefit of the children day camps yeah things they do with friends birthday parties like whatever is going to be happening you want their life to remain like as intact or as as close to how things were before Mm -hmm. um yeah they can definitely ease the transition and something that i would advise for clients as well um before you have this discussion or before you go to a mediation session Mm -hmm. take the time to write down just on your own time a list of all of these holidays what's important to you which ones that you really would really be important that you have them and reasons why not just because you want them you know like actual reasons why Mm -hmm. and then also some holidays that you don't really care about yeah that you're willing to give up yeah and think about you know what is the other person going to want i remember when we were talking um i think we recorded around christmas and i was saying then like it's kind of gravy for me because I love Christmas. My ex isn't really about it, um, yeah. but the summer is a bit different. So that's how we yep. structure things. It's It has to be give and take. You're not going to get it all. No, it's and you can't necessarily assume, like, I, I mean, most people, Christmas is a big holiday, but I just recently had clients where the one person said, like, honestly, Christmas isn't that big for me. So, yeah. like, you can have Christmas, and they did an agreement where one had Christmas, and then one had, like, most, first pick of most of the other holidays, because Christmas so was go. such a thing. And they were both super happy about yeah. that. So, yeah, if you looked at that for another situation, that might seem really inequitable, where the one person's like, of course I need to get Christmas morning or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's always different. Yeah. yeah, I think I heard, this is not, I did not say this. I heard this from um, a parenting specialist, um, co-parenting specialist, who was saying that you have to look at these special occasions and special events for your kids that they are their events. So you, she used this analogy of picturing, you know, your child as they grow up, they're going to see pictures, not photo albums these days, I guess, but maybe on the wall (laughs) or on someone's phone. And you don't want them saying like, why wasn't I at that wedding? Oh, right. Why wasn't I at uncle John's wedding? Why Mm -hmm. didn't I, why didn't I go to that holiday weekend? Why wasn't I at, you know, so-and-so's 50th wedding anniversary, the big party the family had, and that is their family. Yeah. So you don't want to have to answer those questions. So Mm -hmm. we want to be able to get them to those as a priority. Yeah. That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. And I think also we talked about, we talked about this a lot, but being flexible and then you made a good point like being flexible within reason so yeah yeah like I I just I think it's really hard especially in the beginning because if you are if you have been the primary caregiver it's just Mm -hmm. it's really really hard to let go um but like you said if we if we put ourselves in our children's shoes and just for a moment Mm -hmm. to do that and think about like how, how what's their 
day-to-day life? What's their summer going to look like? What did you yeah. want as a kid yourself? Right. Like, what was important to you when summer break hit? Like, I think it's really important. That can help you kind of step outside yourself is to just put yourself in their shoes, like you said. Yeah. And you don't want, I mean, that's a good point too, that we never, we do this with our, the regular parenting plan too, that you never want a situation where dad's doing something fun with friends, but just because it's mom's weekend, everyone's sitting at home on the couch, but they're at mom's house, Yeah. right? Or mom's off busy doing something that mom has to do. Yeah. So that to me is not a big win in terms of the advanced planning of that, that plan, right? Um, And, and no, no fault maybe of either parent, but just not a lot of forethought into, into what would, what would work the best. Yeah. And then the same goes for, um, for things like sports and activities, right? Having some Mm -hmm. communication around that because, Sometimes each party has the right to book whatever they want within their own parenting time. But if you like, you don't, you also don't want your kids to miss out on a fun summer camp. That's maybe only available at one point in the summer. Yep. Yep. And things like camps take some forethought because like, who's going to be driving them? Mm -hmm. Um, Then you're also going to get into probably your extraordinary expenses. So the cost. So typically summer camp and these extracurricular activities um, during the summer day camps, whatever, would be an extraordinary expense. So people would typically have that under their child support portion of their agreement of how those would be paid for. And that's important to discuss ahead of time. Definitely. Right? Yeah. 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 You don't want to... uh, surprise people with the camp is expensive <laughs> overnight camp especially yeah right yeah 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 my kids have overnight camp and it's it's crazy <laughs> so yeah you want to you want to plan for those and another reason to talk about it in may or even sooner right so mm-hmm. you can um plan for those extra expenses yeah and another thing that it can be an issue we talked about sort of letting go of that control is worrying about safety or ground rules with with summer activities Mm -hmm. so yeah so things like water safety Mm -hmm. um sunscreen which i know might sound a little bit ridiculous but it is an important thing so Mm -hmm. maybe we can just talk about some ways to approach that i know like if your children are a little bit older maybe there are some ways that you can still be in communication with your co-parent if it's mm-hmm. possible, but ways to empower them so that they're making good choices for themselves. So talking about things like sun protection, or maybe you want to put your kids in swimming lessons. If you're really nervous about it yep. and you have some fear and maybe a little bit of doubt, then that's something that you can do yourself. Like I'm really big on that with clients. Yeah. You know, what can you, yes, we're going to try to address this. We're going to try to have conflict-free communication, yeah. but even before that, what are some things that you have full control over that you yeah. can do to help your kid and to put your own um, mind at ease? Yeah. What can you control? Cause exactly. I think that we, we talk about a lot, how we want to have good communication with our co-parent, but ultimately we want it to be as efficient and like not overly communicate. So I think if you have, you know, a child who's 12, you don't need to be talking with your co-parent about the amount of sunscreen they need to have and all this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And definitely can encourage responsibility and and stuff like that to have them. And that goes back to, of what they're packing to bring to the other parent's house. If they don't have the same types of things. And again, that's something that the child can be good at doing. Yeah, for sure. I think also like, I know even for myself, my ex is pretty good, but 
if I know that they're going to be going like way up north or visiting his family cottage, like I will put in extra sunscreen and kid friendly bug spray mm-hmm. and extra little things that he may get himself. I don't have to do this, but yep. it's something that I worry about and yeah. to avoid conflict. And as I don't want to text him and say, did you pick up this? Did you pick up that? Cause that's just yeah. opening myself yes. up for a yeah. conflict, right? Yeah. So I'm just going to spend the 20 bucks, get the mini travel size yep. of things, put it in the backpack. It's there. I know it's there because I bought it. You put it in there. And that puts my mind at ease. So Yeah, no, that's a good idea. And easier to say, yeah, not putting it on the person, but you can, you could, your child's very young. So saying like, you know, mm-hmm. it's in the front pocket or whatever, it's already there. Yeah. And I think also like sometimes we have to be a little bit understanding that if you were the primary caregiver more or less and you did a lot of that prep like you kind of said Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. the other person may not be aware like if this is their first trip yeah they may need a little bit of help but if there's been some conflict and things are a bit contentious they might be hesitating to reach out to you and ask good point you can take that first step and again like if you Mm -hmm. don't want to do it for them do it for your kids yeah they're the ones who are going to benefit that's a really good point because taking kids on a vacation as a single parent is not an oh easy God. thing. <laughs> Could be a nightmare so, for me to say that. Yes, <laughs> like that's so. I mean, kudos to the parent first of all for even doing it. Yeah. Right. You could just stay home or only yeah. go have an adult vacation. <laughs> um. So it's it's true, and that comes up a lot with clients that you know you have to give the other parent that opportunity to step up mm-hmm. and not be on them. And you know what? maybe the child should have reapplied sunscreen or whatever, but if they don't have secondary burns or like we got it, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah, We got to sort of pick our battles and, and I think always be willing to like what we are going to pick on. Are we doing that perfectly ourselves? Yeah. I was just going to say that. Like I I don't always remember to put sunscreen (laughs) on my kids or make sure their hair is brushed perfectly or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think we got to be easy on other people too. I have so many parenting moments where I do like a look, left, look, right. (laughs) Like, oh, thank God. Nobody saw what just happened. This mistake that I just made. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So have some grace. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. None of us are perfect. Right. So I know. And I, I check that myself, like some, that always, I think that wells up in you Mm -hmm. and then you got to check like, okay, is this a life threatening situation? Is this affecting the kids? Mm -hmm. Are they actually worried about it? Yeah. And I think if you sort of go through the questions, typically at the end, you'll find it's not really worth bringing up. Yeah, it's I. It's really, I think it's easier said than done because I know 100%. even myself and like I work with people on this kind of thing. But yeah, if, she, if my, my kid did come back with like just the backs of her legs were a little bit pink. And my first initial thought was like, oh, like the sunscreen, yeah. <laughs> she, she's a little ginger, like she needs SPF 50, yeah. she needs to be dunked in a vat of it. But yes. like I remember last summer, you know, I didn't, she wouldn't wear her hat one day and yeah. her head kind of got a little bit like singed and that was on me. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wasn't singed, but you know, it was, crispy. Yeah, yeah. It was a little crispy. A little crispy. Yeah. Yeah. So no, totally. I mean, that's a common one of the things we have to maneuver all the time is co-parents, right? Yeah. What's what battle is worth is worth picking. I mm-hmm. think a good way, like water safety, has come up multiple times, mm-hmm. um, and because it's one of those things that you don't get a do-over, right? With yeah. with water safety, mm-hmm. but in we've talked about before, you can try to frame it in a way like not approaching the attacking the person, like, hey, you better make sure that the kids are going to be safe on the water, but. Yeah. 
hey, do you have concerns about the water? I'm taking the kids to the beach. Mm -hmm. Is there any kind of like ground rules we can have here? Or like, do you let them swim by themselves? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And just kind of talk about like, what do you, like, do you think they can swim in the deep end or, Mm -hmm. and just kind of have an open talk about it? A hundred percent. Not approaching it like, hey, I'm the expert. So I'm going to lay down the law here. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I mean, you've said that uh, a lot. I've used it even myself and with clients too, asking questions, bringing in a question first. And I did that even last summer with water safety, actually, because she's would refuse to wear like a life jacket or floaties. Oh yeah. And so I was worried about what was happening with him because he's up at the lake with her all the time. So I actually did that. I was like, what are you doing? Because I can't get this kid to wear floaties. And he was like, oh yeah, she freaked out for me, but I didn't care. Like she just screamed until she was done screaming and that was it. And I was like, oh, okay, good. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Because you almost like put it back on yourself, right? You said, I don't really know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent way. Mm -hmm. So, and then most people are going to be somewhat reasonable, but people are going to get you I would get my back up too right yeah. if all of a sudden someone talks to you like you don't know what you're doing or yeah yeah if the kids drown under your care like you know <laughs> coming for you <laughs> exactly it's like life or death yeah. so and I think looking at what is I often bring clients back to okay here's your concern so let's look at what has happened to give you that concern so is it something in your head that you've worked up or like do you have evidence Mm -hmm. to show that this is a valid concern and sometimes then it's worth ramping up a bit right if you've had actual incidents or the person said something but kind of grounding yourself in in the reality and what's actually occurred and then when we talk about um, past experiences as well I mean was the other parent not as involved or not watching because they thought you were watching yeah, or point. you were always the one doing the watching? Is yeah. it because they don't care about your kid or is it because they're right. just not used to being in, in that role? It's and a then, mistake, yeah. yeah. And then that's where you would have the, the you know, question-based conversation. Yeah, make it a question. <laughs> make it a question. So I guess I wanted to kind of bring it back to some concrete things now. We've kind of put on the table all of the issues that um, we can have. So these are things that you could have in a written agreement. Often I put them in parenting plans with clients or even just a basis of what you can talk about. Um, And I always try to empower parents, like even if it's not in your existing parenting plan, you can amend your parenting plan. Um, You can send each other emails so you've just got a record of it. There's different things you can do or even just a conversation. Um, I just think it's always a good idea to sort of document, even Mm -hmm. if it is just an email that you can just refer back to, even for the purpose of you might forget. That's a good point. What you agreed to just yourselves, right? It doesn't have to be a legal thing. Mm Um, so I guess one thing would be about the actual timing. So when you have this talk that we've discussed should happen, you could have in your agreement, your date, when are you going to have this conversation about vacations? Yeah. So is it going to be June 1st every year, May 1st? That would, I think, be most dependent on when you would have your work schedule. Right. So it doesn't make sense to really have the talk until you know what's happening with your summer hours, Mm -hmm. um, for both people's work schedules and also possibly kids' work schedules. So if you have teenagers. Right. Yeah that kind of thing um and then you would typically want to have what is the duration of time so you talked about doing five days Mm -hmm. that the one other parent each of you can have the children 
four consecutive days. So this would be outside of your typical regular parenting schedule. So it might be five days, seven days. Older kids, sometimes they do 14 days. They know they're gonna do longer trips up to a cottage or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then how many times a year can that happen? Right. So, you know, twice a year they can do that. Also good thing to think about, it might not just be summer. Are you okay with pulling the kids out of school? So right. is it okay for the other parent like to take week them out of school? Or, something? or even like vacation, it could oh, be I vacation see. during, during the, year. the year, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and that is worth discussing because if you've both agreed to that you could do it twice, possibly your kid could be four weeks out of school, which is a lot. Yeah. So, you know, are you each allowed to do it once or, yeah, or are you going to alternate so it's only once a year? Like, mm-hmm. so that would be something you typically agree to. You had comments about passports, which is an important one. Yeah, so who who is holding the passport, obviously, but then also who's responsible for updating it and making mm-hmm. sure that it doesn't expire and then mm-hmm. you're stuck, you know, three days before your vacation yeah, scrambling and now you can't go away. So yeah, so having, important. yeah, whoever has it, having it updated mm-hmm. and you can even have the date by which it needs to be updated. Yeah. Um, and then typically there's a clause that that parent would not unreasonably withhold the passport if it's requested right. for a trip by the other parent. Um, with when you're separated, you would, and you're traveling with your children, unless you have sole custody of the kids, you would need to have this letter of consent mm-hmm. um, signed by the other parent. So that is usually typical wording that you wouldn't unreasonably hold, withhold consent to sign that letter. Right. So that's that's just online. You can get it on the government website. Um and you would need to show that at the border if you're traveling mm-hmm. yeah, outside of Canada. And then talking about traveling outside of Canada, is um, that something that you see in agreements fairly often as well? Like how the actual distance that you're, that they're mm-hmm. able to take them and mm-hmm. for how long? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's going to probably vary with age, right? Yeah. It's going to be different what you would agree to, like with your child, um, with Paige's age compared to older kids, mm-hmm. how long you're cool staying away from them and then uh, being away from them. And then um, an itinerary of what you're gonna be doing. So you would just wanna be transparent. Itinerary is not, you know, down to every single activity, (laughs) but just if you're gonna be staying at a few different places, you know, where the kids are gonna be, basically. For emergency purposes, like reasons, right? Yeah, Yeah. and you just wanna be aware of where your kids are. Mm Um, and then another one is what agreements do you want about communication? And uh, the way I usually think about this is in particular, if you're going somewhere where you could possibly be sort of off grid, right? So like camping or backpacking, whatever up at a lot of people's cottages don't have access. So because most other trips, you're always going to have cell phones, you're Mm -hmm. accessible, but sometimes for those types of vacations, you would have to specifically plan like, okay, we have to drive back into town every third day so yeah. that you can check in with mom. So And how disruptive is that for your kid? I right? know. Like again, yeah. I mean, you have to think about what's going to make the trip enjoyable for your kids. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> even going. Yeah. So yeah, is I that think disruptive. And and who like who is the communication really for? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I always kind of go back to, I work with a lot of people who have young children and I have a young child myself, but like we've kind of cut out the FaceTime and I think I've said mm-hmm. this before because it's disruptive. Mm-hmm. I, it's honestly kind of more upsetting for me than, yep. than not. And yep. she's like squirrel, you know, just she's, yes. when kids yeah. are little, they don't care. Even actually sometimes when kids are older, they're they're, older. they don't they're not really about it either yeah it's true it's true yeah I think it it's 
it's something to think about because often parents will just respond, oh, every day or like every second day. And it's like, okay, well, think about this. Like if you're camping, so does everyone have to get in the car and drive somewhere to sell service, like just to check in? It could get a little bit cumbersome. But then on the other hand, say you have older kids and you're going to do this, you know, week long backpacking. I don't know. I might not necessarily be cool with just my kids going AWOL for like a full seven days, right? So it's worth talking about. Mm -hmm. And you would know as a family if those are the types of trips you take anyway, right? Some people are all, that's all their vacations, are camping, going up north, all that sorts of thing. And Mm -hmm. some people, that's just never what they do. Yeah, like what are your kids used to? Because if if they're used to that, then it's not a huge deal. They're not, if you're worried about them, are they going to miss me? Well, I mean, they're probably going to be having the time of their life. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I have to keep that in mind a lot of the time. It's hard. It's hard to do that when you care about your kid more than anything else in the world. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Yeah. And it it comes back to just, again, child focused and I I talk a lot about the importance of stability and tradition and how much traditions can do that and I think you know it could just be a staycation or something simple but having this routine with your co-parent that you work it out ahead of time the summer isn't just kind of this mishmash of whatever Mm -hmm. but the kids then do have things they can look forward to there isn't conflict surrounding that and you and the co-parent, hopefully after a few years, I know some of my co-parents I work with who've been doing it for a while now, like certain weeks of the summer are just their weeks, right? Yeah. So they know what they're booking. The kids are looking forward to it. They know what they're going to do, mm-hmm. um, which is just so much better for them too, that routine. And it's nice to have something scheduled on the calendar while we're still in a state of lockdown. Oh my gosh, I right? Know. I yeah. actually, when we were planning this out, I actually put something on the calendar and was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, this is a positive <laughs> yeah, yeah. situation, I guess. We have plans. <laughs> you can write one thing yeah. on a square. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, it's true, it's true. And and it's, it's different. I think that that goes back to, we already sort of mentioned, empowering both parents to be able to do that. Yeah. A lot of times one parent it's not typical that if you're in a marriage that both parents were doing the planning and the packing and the whatever, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Probably one parent was. Mm-hmm. And so as the if you were the parent that was, it, you can encourage that other parent and empower them to take some weeks and empower them to do some trips and and have some fun with their kids in that context. Yeah. It's which is different than the, than the daily grind, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think as well, we're just going to touch on, you know, how to, how you can mentally prepare yourself for this. If it's going to be your first time and you're feeling really anxious and like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. It goes, falls, uh, this all kind of goes back to planning. So planning for yourself, you know, how are you going to fill up that time? You know, are you working? If maybe you have that time off as well, what are you going to do for yourself? Because, Mm -hmm. Good point. They're not going to be there regardless. Yeah. So you can either spend the entire time in a pity party or you can have a short pity party. <laughs> Maybe short like one day of just Netflix and some ice cream and some crying yeah. and feel your feels. But then, you know, like enjoy that time and recharge because when they come back, yeah. the transition might be a little bit more difficult than, than usual, right? Because they've been gone for a longer yes. amount of time. They yes, may have, you is. know, eaten a little bit more candy or whatever. Yep. So you're, you'll be a better parent if you take that time to recharge and yeah, 
Yeah. Absolutely. And and it depends what stage you're at, because I'm sort of like laughing hearing you say that, because I do not feel, I'm like, bye! <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. I. So not to. But sometimes I feel guilty about being so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You kind of have to like not do that. I need the break. I yeah. have my kids the majority of the time. Yeah. So um, I'm like, and then my kids are older too. Yeah. So yeah. they can text me. They're in touch with me. I'm just happy for them to like have a break and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to do something fun but yeah either way it's definitely good to prepare because the other yeah. thing is you don't if you are a parent that has your kids majority of the time and then you get that break if you don't plan ahead like there's a lot of missed opportunity too That's right, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and sometimes like I know even with friends like they don't necessarily check in or invite you to things if you're yeah. the one with kids and I know. They're just not used to you being available. Oh, hell, so yeah, yeah. yeah, put it on blast. Right. <laughs> this is my week, the week of me. Yeah. I'm available for all the things. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So I hope we covered lots of helpful tips here today. We kind of put all of the conflict possible issues on the table, and then I hope we put some good solutions. This is supposed to be a really fun time for families and for kids, so we want to get past it. And I think it's entirely possible to do this conflict-free and look forward to summer vacation time. So we wish everyone an amazing COVID summer. Hopefully we're going to be out of lockdown and have lots of fun things with our kids, with our families. And if we don't, we have lots of awesome guests coming up this yes. summer. So yeah. we'll be here for you. We're um, here working. We've got a good podcast to listen to. Also, if you have any questions about this topic or anything else co-parenting, divorce, separation related, um, there's links in the show notes to both of us. And then there's also an option to leave a voice message with your question too. So feel free to do that. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.